All right, howdy. Welcome back to the Windley Mania, of course, the podcast you never heard of from the band you've never heard of unless you're hearing it, then good job out of you, proud of you, pal. My name's Andrew. The best in the world, of course, everyone knows that. And with me, as always, is man's best friend, Devin Hopkins. Hello. How are you? Doing just fine. You're, we're right next to each other. We are we're, right next to each other. Yeah. We're usually like... Far away. Far, further away. It's we, usually a little bit We played footsie in the storage unit, and yeah. now it's... Uh, now we're, we're like we're away. we are we are intimate. Yeah, we could hold we could hold hands. We this could hold whole hands. Time. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. We're not alone though. We have a very very handsome guest. Very special handsome guest. A returning handsome. a returning guest. Yeah, it's been a while. We haven't seen him. I think we haven't seen well, him since we, we did the shows show together. Them. Yeah, we did some shows yeah. last spring. I think it's the last time we saw this guest. Yeah, and it is a uh, none other than Gordy. Gordy Howe. Oh. How Hello. are you? Not bad. How are you guys doing? We're, I'm even can, better now. Yeah, great. Really Same. good with you. Yeah. This so, was the uh, highlight of my weekend. Oh, that I we've I've had a busy week and this has been a <laughs> fucking just busy ass week for, and I think for you as well, Devin. Yeah, but, it's um, been I've had a lot going on. But yeah, so it's it's cool to just chill and, and talk, to, talk Gordy. to Gordy. Yeah. Agree. It, it felt good to actually be like, okay, well, I got a time where I don't have to work. I can just kind of hang here and just kind of chill with you guys for a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, almost a year. We played some shows together with uh, Penalty Box, which, uh, of course, if you don't know Gordy, I don't know how you don't know him, but uh, he's the drummer extraordinaire of North Carolina and one of the better drummers in the whole East Coast, if you're there. I would say so. One of my favorite drummers to to watch and hang out with. Yeah, and uh, I, uh, I'm blushing. Thank you. I can see that <laughs> he is blushing. Rosy cheeks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's coming great through that camera. So, uh, and uh, you're in penalty box. Are you doing anything else? Uh, right now, no. Just penalty okay. box. Just penalty box. And uh, it's been a year since Hedgehog came out. Uh, that's crazy the, yes. the, great, the great album from the penalty box yeah. how have things been in the past year with the release of hedgehog it actually has been pretty good we uh it's funny because i mentioned to the guys um last week and i'm like you know i forgot i forgot to promote the one year anniversary of hedgehog and i felt like a complete idiot <laughs> and so i did a few posts i'm like happy one year hedgehog you know you've been a great album and you know, did through the whole thing. And then I was on Facebook on, I think it was Thursday or Friday. And then I, the, you know how like the memories pop up? I had a memory pop up that said, uh, it was a story that I posted and said, uh, tomorrow, a new album from Penalty Box drops. I'm like, damn, I jumped the gun too early. And I, <laughs> you know, I did promotion for the one year, like a week too early. So it, uh, it's actually a really good feeling, you know, knowing that the album is a year old and, you know, how well received it's been. It's uh, the funny thing about that album. It, it, it was one album. There, there's one song on there. And it's weird because I, I think about it all the time because that album is so connected to me personally. And it's, you know, it's kind of like a part of me. But there's a few songs on there where, you know, we had a few, you know, 
few arguments and a few studio walkouts in the middle of recording. I think but, I remember y'all mentioning one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, God, what was it? I think it was, oh, hell. <laughs> oh, you got a oh, friend back there. I, hi, Pooches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like the Destroyer. Yeah, it was Destroyer of Worlds. Uh, that song, it whew, almost broke me. But I, I, overall, I, yeah, that was the one we had the that was a lot of takes on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, you know, it was worth it in the end. Yeah, <laughs> oh, appreciate that. It, it's uh, you know, I, I, I always tell people I, I, I feel like I'm narcissistic to a, to a point where I'm like, yeah, I listen to my own album. Um, it's like, well, yeah, it rocks, doesn't it? I, I love it, you know, it, it, it's weird because you know, in the whole fun time of you know promotion and you know doing i i i kind of shot myself in the foot i got on tiktok and started promoting on there something i said i would never do and every time you know i get friendly with somebody be like hey have you checked out my band yet and then i'll send you know like all the information i'm like i recommend drowning and i recommend ray and it's like those are my those are my two go-tos for that album so yeah, uh, Ray, Ray is a, a a particular song that uh, I, I I ended up learning it for a specific reason. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe that day will come where uh, it's the reason why I learned the song and did stuff to Ooh. it is uh, <laughs> maybe. So I don't hopefully, know. it comes to light because I know yeah. I, I've I've heard it and uh, so hopefully I only I did it because I heard on the other end on the penalty box end that they may have learned. A Windley song, yeah, because I did send Jake some lyrics to uh, <laughs> I'm doing nothing with my life, so I don't so. know. <laughs> That'd be cool. It, it's funny you said that. There, there's a few times where we try to learn other people's songs, obviously, not you know, like big names. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, we got the we got the cover of Betty out there, but um, you know, especially you know, like friends of ours, we always try to learn um, at least one of their songs. Fortunately, I've played with you guys enough to know, you know, a good chunk of the of the catalog, or at least the songs I've heard. You know, I don't know what you guys got, you know, tucked down, hidden somewhere. But uh, <laughs> uh, we there's there's a band. I don't know if you guys heard of them, um, Juxton Roy. I yeah, you've heard of them. Okay, because we, Jake uh, plays with them, a, right? Yes, um, that's right. That's a fairly recent thing with him. But we uh, we had a show at uh, School Kids Records, and we told Jess, we're like, hey, we're gonna cover flatlining. Are we gonna? Pl-? No, it was uh, the Poor House, not not School Kids. We're we're gonna cover flatlining, and we're gonna play it when we're on the same bill as you guys. So if you guys are gonna play it. Penalty, penalty Box is gonna play it. Unfortunately, we never played it. So uh. hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully when we. Uh, you know, when we get together again, we'll do some Windley covers on our side. And, <laughs> and hopefully you guys could bring Ray to life on, on stage. That'd be awesome. Cause, uh, maybe, cause maybe, maybe there'll be some shows it. where we can work that out in the future. Ooh. Perhaps. So, uh, so again, it's been a year since Hedgehog and you're doing just the penalty box right now, but we're going to go back in time, back in time. Cause I want to learn about Gordy. I want to get inside 
You're gonna get inside? <laughs> Wanna get inside him? And you didn't even buy me dinner? Whoa, okay. I got there's there should be a knock at your door in twenty minutes. I found your address and uh I, I door dashed you some uh some uh hey, you door dashing chilies. I, I hope you like Cracker Barrel Biscuits, because I just got you I a love, 24 pack of biscuits. I love Cracker Barrel Biscuits. <laughs> there you go. But uh, so where is Gordy from? <laughs> uh, originally from Guilford, Connecticut, and have been in North Carolina for 20, oh, hell, 22 years, yeah. something like that. So, and again, you're a drummer. When did you start first playing drums um i was a single digit um <laughs> i want to say i was probably eight or nine yeah what, what what made you start wanting to do that okay so um i used to the short easy answer is roger taylor from queen Oh, that okay. was going to be, I was like, it's either, it's either Roger Taylor or Neil Peart is going to be the answer to this one. Neil was actually number two. Um, Roger was, um, he basically started me out. My dad had a VHS copy of a concert called We Will Rock You, which later got released as Rock Montreal. And I fell in love with the giant um, Silver Sparkle Ludwigs he had. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I want to do that and it kind of kind of got me hooked and you know i would sit there you know i would you know put the vhs in and then we had a big coffee table and i would sit at the coffee table and that would be the, the stool and i'm sitting there i'm like and just playing air drums for the whole 90 minute concert and you know sometimes i was Freddie mercury a lot of times i was brian may but a lot of times it was roger and then after a while, my parents, my parents, no were love like, for well, uh, John Deacon. John Deacon. I let my brother be John Deacon. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I would just real quick. I would argue. I would argue that John Deacon wrote Queen's best song. Which one was that? Which one did he write? Uh, You're my best friend. Yeah, he I think that's. That, yeah. I think that's their like best song. That's and, a good song. And uh, he he wrote it, and then like you could kind of tell he wrote it because it's got like bass playerisms yeah (laughs) too like just like so fun fact about that song the uh, the keyboard intro yeah was was not actually played by freddie um freddie refused to play electric keyboards um or electric piano so the the dun 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 dun, that intro was actually played by john deacon who learned how to play piano for that song Oh, I didn't know that. Was he yeah. scared of getting like electrocuted or something? Like Freddie Mercury? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I just think he was a straight up like purist. Um, which is funny like because he's like, like, that's not a real six instrument. years later, like everything got drowned in synthesizers. So, I mean, it's it's like, okay, well, you you, you avoided one and went right into another. So, yeah. kind of counterproductive. He doesn't strike me as someone who has like weird tendencies and habits. Or you would have those things. Freddie Mercury? Freddie Mercury? No, he just seemed kind of, you know. Just a regular guy? Yeah, I feel like he'd be cool with it. <laughs> but apparently, you know, he's got a stick up his ass. <laughs> well, oh, well, well, hold on. Boom. All right. You went there. So uh, the Roger Taylor and so what, 
when did you first come around to the Peart? Because I know he's like a big guy for you. Oh, God, that had to have been 2002, 2001-ish. Yeah. Um, what, what what were you doing? <laughs> well, it, it's funny. I uh, At the time, we had VH1 Classic on the TV, and then I remember the first Rush video we ever saw was it was a live version of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I know this sounds bad, but my first thought was, oh, my God. The bass player looks like a witch because he had like a side profile. I saw his yeah. nose and I'm like, he's that got dude that looks like a on. witch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, look at his drums. And then I started listening more and more and I, I just got hooked. And I'm like, okay, I will find everything out about this band that I can. And then sure enough, here we are, you know, 21 years later. <laughs> You've you've already you've you've amassed quite the kit yourself. I've seen your videos on YouTube. I have. <laughs> I, I'm. It's actually starting to. I don't want to say fall apart, but starting to go away slowly but surely. I uh, just down just downsizing in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've realized that it's a, a little little too heavy. It's taken up most of the room. Um, and it's funny because um, talking about Neil, he said a quote. Oh, after he got the electric drums, he was like, I would love to have you know, all the acoustic, you know, samples and the acoustic instruments that I use, I can use on these pads, you know, and go through the whole list of things he has options with. And he goes, well, where would the other two guys stand on stage? And I thought about that. I'm like, damn, I can use the same thing for the rehearsal spot. I'm like, I can have all this kit that's growing all over the place, but where's Will and Jake going to go? And it was actually got to a point where I started kicking kind of Will out more, you know, forward. And I'm oh, like, man. yeah, <laughs> like it's time to go. So it's it's shrinking a little bit. But did they have to still, like sit down and have a? Did they have to sit down and have a talk with you, or was that like <laughs> look, something? You, did you volunteer for it? I actually, <laughs> they, they have no idea. Oh, um, okay. I may have mentioned it in passing, um, but it was a very quick passing. So the next time we actually do rehearse, you're going to walk in and be like, I think you got robbed. So, <laughs> so be it. Did you uh, start playing at bands in Connecticut or? Oh, um, actually, you- no. Um, the only thing I did, I played with a guy who I went to school with who, I don't know if he still even plays, but I played with him once or twice. We did some like Leonard Skinner and Kiss covers. I think we nice. did wipe out. Um, <laughs> and then that was the only like only time I played with somebody, not myself in Connecticut. And then as soon as I got down here, my first band was actually actually right when I moved down here. I think I was it was in eighth grade. And I think I was without people to play with for like three months. And then I actually got an invite from a guy named Josh um, needed a drummer for a talent show. You know, can you learn these five songs? You know, we'll, we'll play them for the talent show and whatnot. And so we did. And the bass player of that band was none other than Will Merrill. Oh, really? Oh. Look at that. Yeah. So it, it basically, it it's exactly. So it, it was me and Will ever since eighth grade. 
Um, so we've always had that, that kind of connection for many, many years. Now, what was the first band? Did you end up starting another band with him or? Oh, oh God. Uh, yeah, we, I don't think we did it immediately. Um, we had that band, which was called Poorly Equipped, which, you know, as adults, we're like, okay, well, we don't, there's a double entendre in that. But basically, <laughs> we were kids, so we couldn't afford, you know, good gear. So after that band kind of split, we, actually, I don't think I played with Will until, oh, wow. I think maybe once in high school, but after that was probably 2000. And ten, so three years after we graduated. So, what were you doing in between that time, as far as like music? I actually, uh, we it was varied. Yeah. The one thing we did that last quite a while it was a band. I don't even remember the name. I don't think we've had a name, but we did a lot of um, early two thousand like emo covers. Like we did a lot of Census Fail, did uh, some Weezer, did some Misfits. And we did that for probably about two years. And then after that, um, right before senior year started, I got asked to join the band that it, it was a, it was a hardcore band. My first time ever going into a hardcore band, first time ever listening to hardcore. And it was, God, the, the, the original name was my dog does my homework. <laughs> and then, I loved it. Uh, we actually had a song and we were, we were writing a song one time and we were coming up with titles and I still use it to, to this day. And it was called, uh, I have no friends. I want some ice cream. And I'm like, <laughs> that's always going to be a title. I'm going to pick every time we're coming up with the name of a song. Like that's going to be my number one. That's, that sounds like a, like a solid penalty box song. I might have to throw it in for the next album. Yeah, um, that is it's too perfect not to. It's um, yeah, a good one. But uh, we we did an album, which oddly enough, I just found the CD uh, this morning. Um, it was like five songs we recorded for. Uh, it was actually our, a senior project. Uh, me and I forgot. I think it was my guitar player, Mike. He did the production side for the senior project. I did the actual uh, studio musician part of it for my senior project. Um, and it was fun, you know, on you know that night, popping in the CD, and you know, playing it for three teachers who were in their sixties. All this, you know, blah, awesome. blah, you know, hardcore music and a breeze and all that. It's like you're not going to appreciate this one bit, but I don't care. <laughs> appreciate the workmanship going into it. <laughs> and then we broke up. So, yeah. But it is so, what it is. It was a did fun y'all get a good, did y'all get Did y'all get a good grade on the senior yeah. project CD? Yeah, we passed. I forgot how high <laughs> we passed, but we, we did good. <laughs> a D plus. <laughs> yeah. I can graduate. It's like the the it's like the Blink guys, the Blink One Eight Two guys when they took the when they took Dude Ranch to like the it was their major label thing. They took it to the like executives and they got like three songs in just a bunch of guys in suits just not really knowing what they're listening to mm-hmm. just hearing all the mm-hmm. dick jokes and they just turn it off <laughs> <I've heard laughs> enough. so That's with right. that hardcore band was that sort of your first introduction to like a punk or diy sort of scene 
or were you already sort of familiar with it before that or uh, uh sort of kind of not really um i actually completely forgot i was in another band um it, this one was a, a straight punk band like like dead kennedy's ramones uh, punk band um i think that was my sophomore junior year um it was with uh three other guys who went to another high school we had no mutual friends um we had we knew nobody knew anybody else they just happened to find me um <laughs> and uh we, we played one show it was a halloween show and we barely had a full list of songs uh, i think we had like three songs practiced out of a list of like 20 songs and so every time we got to a song that i didn't know like never even heard of like the guitar player lead singer would look back he'd be like hey gordy give me a punk beat and i would do like a <laughs> punk beat and then another one he'd be like hey give me a rock beat and so i'd go and do a basic you know four four you know rock rhythm and uh i think i ended up leaving that band um so that was technically my first introduction to punk um but my dog does my homework was my introduction to heavier. And I knew I didn't do it right with the first song because I'm like, okay, cool. This is, you know, heavy. I'm going to make a song that sounds like Pantera. And like the first song we <laughs> wrote it, uh, it, even listening now, like it, it almost felt like it had like a walk kind of quality. And it wasn't until, you know, a couple songs in, I'm like, okay, well, that's not right. You know, let me listen to more bands. And so, you know, being in high school, um, I don't know if you guys heard of the brewery that was in Raleigh. I'm not familiar with that. Is it? Was that like the old? Was that like the really old place? Like a like just? I think my uncle was telling me about this place the other day. There was somewhere in Raleigh that's like one. It was considered like one of those old like classic punk venues. Was that it, or was that somewhere else? Ah, uh, could be. Um, cause there was two, there was a place called volume 11 and then there was the brewery and they were both kind of OG venues. Um, the brewery actually had a lot of bands that, um, played there before they blew up. Um, somebody told me that, uh, Blink-182 has played there. Data Remembers played there. Um, uh, it's like a milestone type place. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. As, as um, far as like the roster of bands that had played there in the past. Yeah, it had a had a very big roster of bands. Um, I never had a chance to play it, unfortunately. Um, but I started going there a lot of times to see bands. Um, you know, I'd go there. I would see My Heroes and Me, A Kiss for Jersey. You know, a lot of the bands who are you know big in the North Carolina scene, just to kind of you know sink my teeth into what the music's supposed to sound like, and that kind of helped me kind of get my footing a little bit. And even now, like it's music, I'll. I have no interest in playing again, but I, I still listen to it for the nostalgia factor. So uh, what was like your first show as far as like playing in public or either playing in public or your first show like attending and kind of like d maybe discovering like what was going on? Do you remember? <laughs> okay. So the first show I ever played, I think I actually remember both. Um, with the exception of the school bands right. I played in, um, the first band or the first show I ever played, it was a birthday party 
Um, it was at the tail. It was, I think, right after we got out of the eighth grade. And it was a birthday party for two girls who were best friends. And I remember we had quite a set list. Um, God, we had we had a bunch of, we had the same, like, Good Charlotte, Green Day, Blink-182 covers. Um, we had a couple, like, like classic rock hits. We actually had, because um, my guitar player at the time, Josh, was a, a Rush fan. And he knew how much of a Rush fan I was at the time. Um, and we actually had a little like medley of about four or five rush songs. You're like, it's, um, you like, <laughs> you cracked your knuckles. Dude, you're like, it's, it's my time to just shine. Just like the bigger ones, or do you like pull out like fucking big money or something? Like, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god, no, it was uh, oh hell, I think it was like, I think we did like Tom Sawyer. Well, it was supposed to be like Tom Sawyer, Working Man, Limelight, YYZ. And I think there was another one in there. Uh, nothing deep, unfortunately, <laughs> but it ended up not happening. Um, we, uh, I, the day before I came down with the flu and pneumonia. Um, so I was, I don't know how I was even on stage or able to play that night. Um, I, I felt like complete death. And I remember we got through a lot of the, the covers I knew would go over well. And it, uh, I, I, I couldn't, I was like, I struggled enough, you know, with energy playing these covers, you know, now let's do a rush medley, you know, I would have just, you know, clunked right over. Um, I actually don't remember if that was the first show thinking about it now. That may have been the, either the first or second show. We had a, another show where we got like booed off stage. What? Um, yeah, it was uh actually this may have been the, the first one I think um we we got invited um so without you know tooting my own horn um we played two talent shows in eighth grade first one was that night you know it did nothing um the second one we did it was during school hours and it, it kind of made me a little bit of a you know of a cool kid in the hallways um that was the only time i've ever thrown that drumsticks into the audience oh wow because <laughs> um, everybody's like oh my god that's gordy and they you know they'd be like can't get a stick i would I, I remember the last day of school like i would sign these drumsticks and give them away and me being an eighth grader i had no money to buy more sticks so i had this, i had one pair of drumsticks left i kept duct taping them oh um, man and uh we got invited to play a a, a little like graduation uh party day after um we got out and they hired a dj which hindsight now bad idea having a band and a dj we uh we got through our set and then the dj kept cranking up the music louder and louder and you know we were getting more pissed off with every volume crank that was happening so we just we kept playing louder and i remember i had a drum solo and i did the solo and i was like like full arm like like thwacking my drums trying to you know drown out dj and uh somebody got on the microphone and was like attention band you guys suck you get <laughs> oh no stage. didn't mince and words like, at all <laughs> i would have liked to been there well i would have been really upset to see you guys get booed off but i 
as far as you just playing your drums as hard as possible because when i think about your drumming you're already a very powerful drummer like you're not you you have like dynamics and you have control and stuff but you're you make the, you know you know what i'm saying Devin. i know he's, he, he, yeah he's a loud he can make he can make it loud and uh i guess just imagine steven seagal on the drums at this point oh <laughs> <laughs> it's all going all hard and yeah. They just collapse every time they get hit because Steven Seagal is the strongest right. man on the face of the earth. So like, that's how he's always made out to be. Like, one hit to that that floor tom and it's it disintegrates. <laughs> they have to like, yeah. a stage the floor, the floor tom hits like, the floor. Yeah, <laughs> he plays a guitar. Though. He does play guitar. I'd like to see him play drums. I bet he would look like he would look funny. He would look really funny, just out of breath and just like, <laughs> like lobster red. Yeah. Um, still wearing the shades to see that yeah so let's get to a band you were in that uh how we we, how we met you unless there was anything else before that what 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 led up to that to the lunchbox hero oh you know there actually wasn't much i was dormant for a while um i played actually i got back with will in 2010 we did a 90s alternative cover band um, but that was almost kind of like the, the quintessential, almost like middle age band thing to do. Um, phone it, it, covers. Weird. well, it's weird saying it now, like, you know, cause we would all work our nine to fives. Somebody would go get a case of beer. We'd all meet up at the place, have a couple of beers, play a couple of songs, and then we would go. Um, and then boom. Nothing happened with that one, even though we had a killer cover of Everlong. Nice. Um, it was fun. I actually programmed it in a certain way. I'm like, let's let's start it off acoustic. That way, any of the smokers in the band can go outside, you know, have a cigarette, <laughs> and then get to a point, and then we boom, we just kick into the uh, the regular version. Um, we never got to try it out, unfortunately. Um, then after that, band kind of went away. I stayed quiet um, until about 12, 13, I think. Um, I, I, I got asked to be in a band called Listen, which was, uh, it, it, was a, it was a straight, simple rock band. Um, a lot of, lot of loud guitars, acoustic. Um, the, the front man, um, he was a, a song, played acoustic. We had some kind of rainy pianos in there. Uh, I had a lot of great songs. Um, I got kicked out of that band um, because of, you know, the ex-wife, which, you know, broke my heart a little bit. Um, And then I was pretty much without a band from 2013 until I think 16, which, you know, brings us into the next chapter, which he started. So who did did they they contact you or do you contact them? <laughs> like, uh, Will actually contacted me. He uh, <laughs> oddly enough on the the first day of my separation, um, I was getting all my stuff to go live back with family, and I get a message on Facebook from Will saying, "Hey man, you know, uh, you know we're we're back in Raleigh. We're looking for a drummer. Um, did you want to come through an audition?" I'm like, yeah, I would love to. Not realizing the fact that, oh, my drums have been, you know, packed away and boarded up. I haven't even touched a stick 
in three years at that point. Um, so I was super self-conscious about, you know, my playing ability. Um, at the time I'm like, I'm going to bomb this audition. Um, but I mean, apparently it went well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what you guys, you guys start playing where they were, they were, uh, were you guys in Bloomington at that time or? No, they already came back from Raleigh at that point or come back to Raleigh at that point. Okay. So when did we meet up with, even them? though we still, we still had roots in Wilmington. Um, uh, Logan, the original lead That's singer, it, yeah. he still lived in Wilmington. Um, so at the time when the band was a four piece, um, a lot of the times we'd practice as a trio. Um, and then sometimes, you know, Logan would come through and, you know, we would have a complete, have a complete band. And then, you know, whenever we had a gig, it would be a four piece. So we still had, you know, that, that Wilmington connection there, you know, whenever um, we were local. I think when, let's see, we met up with you guys. Was that 2019 or 18? I think it was 18. I think it was eight. 19. I get it mixed up. Do you remember, Gordy? You were there. I, 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 think, I think we played both years. I, I just couldn't but remember. I think the, we first met in 18. I think it was might have been 18. I couldn't remember if we had the EP out yet. No way we did because I got some tapes. Um, so it would have yeah. been it would have had to been nineteen. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't remember. We could always look it up. We could always look it up. <laughs> but, uh, let me take. Yeah, let me take. Yeah, it was nineteen. I remember. Yep, it was nineteen because we did we did the weekend run that March, and we had y'all come here. I like just messaged y'all's Gmail account <laughs> because we had a show we had a show booked in um we had a show booked at local five oh six. And I guess yeah. Ben ran that email and I said, Hey, can you guys, you guys want to hop on this show? I was just looking at bands that were like around like our, I guess, like following wise. Cause I didn't want, I knew, yeah. a bit, I knew like someone with like a shit ton of followers would be like, just ignore us. I was like, this band might say yes to us. <laughs> they look like, they look like they're, they look I'm like they're cool. They look like they're cool. They got a cool name. And so and then Ben was like can we play the whole weekend with you <laughs> I was like I'll see why oh, not I, yeah. and it's 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 fun man like the, those weekends are weekends I look back like very fondly yeah they were always amazing that was I mean that was our first time we we're playing like several shows yeah in several days we had done like some that was sp- mine too oh, okay that was that was gonna be my question was that like y'all's first like experience like traveling that much uh, uh, as the whole band, no, cause they did a, they did a, a gig in uh, DC a few years prior. Um, but hitting that many shows consecutively in different parts of a state, uh, yes. Um, you know, we would have a, you know, sporadic dates throughout the state. Um, but it would be like a week between. Yeah. Um, Nothing too clustered like an actual weekender would be. I didn't know that was y'all's first either. So that was that's cool. We got to do that together. Absolutely, yeah, we, no, was... we learned the right way and wrong way. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I remember so, the 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 first show at Good Day. Yeah, and I kind of like mm. forgot that there was another band playing with us each night, <laughs> and I remember thinking you guys were like Lunchbox was cool and stuff, and I was like, all right, cool, and then like. 
I think the next day was Wilmington. Yes. And I saw I saw Lunchbox Hero pull up and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, these guys again? Like, <laughs> but yeah, no. And then I was like, oh, I, I was like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not good at paying attention <laughs> to my surroundings. I'm, I'm horrible at it. <laughs> so nine times out of ten, I try to remember what bands I'm playing with on any certain night. I'm just like, uh, okay, what's the flyer? Well, you've uh, done, for, you've done yeah. double duty. It. You've done double duty quite a bit, right? Yeah, only the one time. Oh, okay. Actually, I thought, yeah, and yeah. I'll never do that again. Oh, no, <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Now Devin's Mr. Like, what? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, because I know Devin's, you've done it, you know. <laughs> I've, I've done it a lot. Now, you know, I do it to myself because I book the damn things. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, it's just like I, I'm currently in three and a half bands. <laughs> so, I want you to play four sets in one night. It's gonna happen. I want to see it. It's gonna happen at some point. <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point, probably this year. It's gonna happen. Potentially five sets in one night. Oh, god. Hopefully, there's not a five band bill. I think we're done with that. Oh. I think me, Costin, and Jimmy are all on the same page, like three or four max. Yeah. <laughs> but unless there's a festival or something, which I don't know. But <laughs> no, nah, I think two's already too many, but I'll do three. I'll do four if I have to. I would love to see that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I think everyone would just be like, Winded. everyone would just be like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> you don't move. So the he's whole time. bleeding he's, from the eyes at this point. What are we going to do? You just stay on stage while everyone's moving their shit. Yeah. Just I'm just, I'm still. like just tuning up for the next band. It's like, I'm ready whenever you guys are. But the sound is <laughs> funny. The sound guy, the sound guy at the show we played last week, he was like, so let's see who played. It was clean sweep from Florence. Then it was dirty. Earl's my other band. So I was up there for that, and then I was off for the next band, uh, Baby Yaga, and then I got back on for Winley, and the, the sound guy was like, how many bands are you in? I said, <laughs> he, I said three, and he said, are they playing all tonight? And I said, no, it was the last one, but he was just like, how many bands are you in? <laughs> every band, in every band. Oh, there's a few of us here in Myrtle yeah. Beach that are doing that right now, just because there's like, we're trying to just work on the, you know, having more bands in general, so... There's me yeah. that I'm in like three bands, and then uh, this guy Chad, who I play in one of those bands with, he's in like three bands. Um, Connor's now two banding it, and might be a might be a third one, depending on a few things. <laughs> uh, Damn, Andrew, why don't you join more bands? Well, I was actually uh, plug something real quick. Uh, if if you are in Myrtle Beach, I know our uh, a good chunk of our listenership is in Myrtle Beach. I wonder why, and uh, I don't know. But um, you can go and fill out a form that it's uh, that Costin has graciously made, where you can put your uh, your name and what instrument, what bands you like, and your your contact information. And there's gonna be like, there's a spreadsheet. And you can see who's already done it. Yeah, and, uh, good way to connect with some like minded people in yes. the area that want to start a band. So, or if you're even like you know around Myrtle Beach and feel like traveling or maybe someone can work something out if you want to just like record at home and send your stuff and yeah. help out. But I, I think the point of it is just to help help people know that there's like a, a scene here. Yeah, there's there definitely is. And, and there's, it's very alive and well play some shows. But yeah. you can uh, find that uh, if you look on I think you could find it on the Windley stuff yeah we've posted it a couple times we'll i'll post it again um 
or if you're in Myrtle Beach shows yeah. or if you know if you look up Costin on the Facebook or Devin or you know whatever it's all it's all out there but it's I think it's just called do you want to start a it's band It's called do you want to start Beach? a band in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah, or I think you could google it maybe and it'll uh, it'll pop it up. It might pop up. But uh yeah, no one wants to join my progressive rock band which uh so hopefully you know someone will so we can have some prog rock in Myrtle Beach. Once again, well, we, well go. we got we got a we, well, I, we got I think someone I, online. I here. think I might have find a drummer uh, <laughs> right in oh, front of me. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, but why do you want to play bass? Uh, I don't know. I thought it'd be cool to play. I mean, it is cool, but I was just wondering why you wanted to play bass. I mean, you know, I I, I like playing guitar, but you know, I want to get better at bass too, which I'm already, you know, fantastic at bass guitar, but I want to get even better. You're like a six. All right. Out of so I can't say I fault you for that because I've always said that the next project I'm going to be in is going to be me playing bass, being a front man. Oh, oh shit. That'd be sick. yeah. I've, uh, I've actually got a bunch of material written for that kind of project. Oh, nice. Um, and I just, it's hard to find the time to even, you know, make that next step and not to mention trying to find, you know, musicians, you know, for that. I don't even know what kind of genre it would be. Um, it's almost kind of like, be almost kind of like MXPXE in a way. Oh, right on. Well, it, it's weird because actually it was MXPX is the reason why I've, it's always been a bucket list of mine to be a, a singing bass player frontman. So it's kind of like that unfulfilled, you know, part of me that makes me want to move forward in that kind of regard. Now, I, earlier you were talking about Roger Taylor. Is Roger Taylor also an influence on you vocally? Do you, can you can you reach those highs? Only if you punch me in the stomach <laughs> first. <laughs> no, I, I, I can I can hit the Brian May vocals. Um, I cannot hit the Roger Taylor notes saved my life. I've tried in the car and I blew out a near drum. Uh, so <laughs> figured let, let me, let me hold back a little bit on that. <laughs> All right. So the lunchbox hero, and then we played shows with you guys. How many, uh, how many we, runs did we, we did. So we did two in 2019. We did that one in March and then we did the one in July where we went down to Florida. So there was two in 2019. Uh, 2020 was not a year that happened. Uh, mm. <laughs> 2021, things started happening again. And then we got back up early last year for mm. where Gordy was doing double duty. Right on. Where we did the, we just did three North Carolina shows. Now, did I, you recorded the, did you record with them for the first EP? That has like Melissa and stuff. No, that was their their previous guy. Okay, and but you did uh, what's what's the other one called? Silver Linings. Silver Notebook? Linings, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, and uh, an EP that you and I both love. I love that EP. Yeah, and uh, mainly because got some solid stuff on there. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so when when did a uh, penalty box start to happen? Uh, well. The current um, intonation of Penalty Box actually started uh, 20, 2020, I think it was. Um, I, I, I want to say it was definitely after COVID started. 
Um, and but the band has been a band a couple of years prior to that. Um, and then they actually all started from um, our previous guitar player Jeff, um, who had done stuff with Lunchbox before. Um, he was a fan, and we were all friends. And uh, Jeff used to come on stage with us at, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but in, uh, in For the Birds, um, we, we would have that little kind of like snare cadence at the end. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Jeff would be there and, you know, he would take Ben's guitar and then, you know, play the outro. Um, so I, I got kind of tuned in with Jeff that way. And Jeff messaged me. He was like, hey, you know, I'm in a, a band called Penalty Box. We're looking for a drummer you want to join. I'm like, hey, no, I'll consider the idea. And then, uh, you know, started playing a few of the songs. And then little did I know that, you know, we'd be a full EP and a full length and eventually a double album later. (laughs) I never would have seen that coming. So I'm excited for that double album because I think we talked about that when we had all three of y'all on, because you said that they said that that was the next thing y'all were doing. You got any, uh, got any juicy details about that that you can share? No. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, what I could tell you is there's a lot to it. Um, and another thing I could tell you is, we actually play one of the songs live. Oh, hell yeah. Now, Very cool. So a song called Asuka. Um, <clears throat> that it's, it's actually a really good song. I like it. Um, and it, it's weird because it, it channels a lot of the... It's a very Hattrick EP album. Or oh. a Hattrick EP song. Nice. Um you know, more, I want to say it's more pop punky than anything else, but it's a little more straightforward, uh, as opposed to a song like werewolves, which, um, is speed metal basically. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all jump around on that, on the, the hedgehog album. And I was like stoked about it. I was like, Holy shit. Like some of the songs, Mm. like, I was like, this sounds like, Something completely different. <laughs> it, 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 it's funny you say that because there's a lot of people who, you know, will get off stage and they'll be like, man, you know, I love that EP. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, wait, you love the EP, we don't love the full length? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't take it personally, but it's like. I celebrate you your know, entire catalog. Do what? Celebrate your entire catalog. Right, <laughs> back I, down I sure do to too. the albums, but uh, no, you know, I, I can't fault anybody for it because both albums have a lot of good material. Um, the only real big difference is the the quality of the recording. Um, like if you listen to like High Fidelity, for example, you listen to the Hatrick version compare that to the hedgehog version um you can tell the huge night and day difference between the two um because the drums were re-recorded they were recorded completely professionally mm-hmm. um we kind of had problems with the uh with the hat trick side uh from a production standpoint 
Um, whereas, you know, with, um, with new album coming out and Hedgehog, you know, it's a professional studio, professional people running it. Um, not to mention, we also had, um, you know, a few big names in there, um, you know, who are helping kind of guide us in the right direction as opposed to not really having that, you know, kind of guide. We just kind of went kind of blindly. I think everybody else did too. Yeah, we're over here flying by the seat of our pants in a way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I it, sounds, it sounds good, though. I mean, thank you. Appreciate it. They hold uh, up very, very well. Uh, but uh, I, I sonically, I, I like Hat Trick. I think I, yeah, I like it, too. I mean, I like Hatchock, too, but I, 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 I didn't you're describing it. issues on Hat Trick. I never really. Did y'all do that yourselves or did y'all do that in a different studio than what you did Hedgehog in? We didn't do it ourselves. We did in a studio, which I'll use that term very loosely. Okay. I kind of, I I think I kind of get what you're talking about. (laughs) Like what kind of situation. Yeah. It it was, uh, it was a bedroom studio. Someone who's got all the stuff, but like, not like the best room. Yeah. I know. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, There was, you know, between the whole, you know, location of the recording and how how much like rush time was put into there, like not a lot of love was given to it. And and fun fact, like even songs like like Betty, you know, Betty was another one of those songs that was that kind of met that same fate. Good song, but you can tell how the the, the whole thing was rushed. And we even talked about that the other day because we, we, we had a show last week um, right before my birthday. Happy late birthday, by the way. Oh, wait, I messaged you. What never mind. That? I said happy birthday. Yeah, never mind. Oh. I messaged you. I, I remember that I messaged you, so I didn't have to <laughs> give did. you a late birthday. I, yeah. Both you guys, which I definitely appreciate. Um, we, we, uh, we had a show with the Knight Rider, um, and we were talking at the practice. We're like, well... Why we, let's jam to Betty. Okay, let's do it. Now, mind you, the last time we ever played Betty was when we did it at the studio. Oh, wow. So, you know, we, we kind of knocked the dust off a little bit. Uh, we added a few things in there. Uh, we got a little more of a guitar solo in the middle. Um, we that dude we basically made it sound <laughs> that night how we wanted it to sound originally. We just couldn't do it because we were so rushed. Um, and I was, I don't want to say disappointed. It just, cause I love that song. I just felt like there, it, it was a, it was a Bob Ross painting that we <laughs> could have explored more. So that's kind of what we've ended up doing with like the, the for sure EP. Like we play those songs mm. a little differently now. Uh, just because like when we first went and recorded that, we had kind of just had all those songs done and we had like a week yeah. booked at that studio and then, so now, like, we've kind of fleshed them out more. And we're also, I think we're, I'd say we're probably better now than we were then. <laughs> a little more tighter. But, yeah, well, we, even on that run we did last year, um, you know, a few of the songs, I'm sitting there, like, you know, you know, I listen to them all the time, and I know I know the rhythm and the cadence of it. And then you 
guys will throw me a curveball. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? But I love it. You know, it's like it threw my it threw like the whole head bobbing and toe tapping off. I'm like, well, that, that went a direction I didn't expect, but hell yeah, I'm here for it. That's that's what we should say if we ever fuck up. If we, if it we was, just fuck up so bad, it's like, oh, it just went in a direction that yeah. we did not expect. Yeah, we just it was an artistic choice. <laughs> yeah. That we uh, made. Um, it was jazz. <laughs> <laughs> there are no wrong notes. No. The most important notes are the ones you're not playing. <laughs> so exactly. what are we? What, what are we? Do? A joke on the the Simpsons. She goes to a jazz club. There's this lady just playing like random shit. And it's like you gotta listen to what she's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you know what we're all doing right now. What we're playing jazz. We're not playing any notes. Oh yeah, we're 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 a jazz trio right now. Yeah, how's that? I like it. What are we gonna call it? Uh, Power men. Power men. Yeah, I like it. It's too bad we Power men. Three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the penalty box and the double album is coming. Win. <laughs> I feel like I asked last year, but uh, when? Not overly sure. Um, we are we're actually still doing studio things. Um, it uh, it got a little hard, you know, personal life, uh, personal lives of everybody kind of took over for a bit, but things are starting to happen. And I think one round of vocals just got done. We're taking a lot of time with this one. Um, so that's what January. I don't even want to like forecast the date because I might be wrong completely. I just, wanted, I just wanted a little, I just wanted to feel, I just wanted, you know, to dip my toe in the release date. Uh, like at some point this decade, uh, I, I can word it like oh, that. Okay. It, it's, so uh, yeah. Tomorrow. It's, uh, it, That'd be nice. So uh, it's uh, don't die. There's a penalty box album on the way. I have a reason to live now. Yeah. There's a double album. I have two reasons yeah, to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're. Uh, I think I I think at this point we're trying to work on like set lists too. Um, I think we want to incorporate more more of the album songs into it. So hopefully. You know, with Oscar being the main candidate in the album. Well, no, no, we got two songs in the set because we got a light show and we got Oscar. So we got two songs in there in the set from the album. Um, I just don't know when or if our set list will be taken over by the new stuff. Well, hopefully things change. Hopefully we can hear some of those songs when we're together in May. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> we got some. You may not hear. Today. You may not hear Betty, but you'll definitely hear the other two. Sweet. Yeah. We actually just changed up the the set list and how it works or how things progress. We didn't take anything out. I don't think. We just kind of changed up, you know, how we play it. And that was just that was me at work one morning. I was on my forklift. I'm driving around. I'm like. I got to change up the set list. And so I brought it up <laughs> the, to the guys. I'm like, hey, can we change this up? And of course, you know, I'm an idiot. I put the fastest song that we have, number one. 
And I'm sitting there. I got the guys left rehearsal. And like an hour or two later, I'm like, what did I just do to myself? <laughs> like, I literally just put like I, I put the, the Corvette in front of the Pinto, which was <laughs> completely stupid of me. But, you know, it, it went well. So and, you know, I had a good response. So I really can't complain yet. I'm always the one that's like, we should we should change it every night. <laughs> but we did the we did the same set list all year last year. So we finally changed it for this last show. So. It's refreshing. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, but I'm also in that kind of camp too, where I like the bands that don't play the same set list, you know, two nights in a row. I'm a huge fan of that. And I, I wasn't at first because Rush did that in 2013, you know, because we knew that there was three set lists Mm -hmm. and you never knew what you were going to get that night. Um, so some people, you know, on night three missed out on songs that, you know, night two had, and I didn't like that until I realized from another perspective, I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. It's like, you know, from a performer's standpoint, how refreshing that is, because, you know, if you're out for a solid week and you do, you know, songs from that same album, you know, each way every night, you know, you get at least me personally, you get bored of them a little quicker. Um, and it's easier to, you know, fluctuate a set list than it is to completely overhaul it. Right. You know, I'd rather, you know, take songs, you know, B and E, swap them around as opposed to taking out B, putting in F, you know, doing that kind of thing. Then it just gets kind of sloppy and a little confusing after a while. I think Against Me is a band that changes their set list every night. I think that's really cool. It's it's a good concept. I don't (laughs) think too many people follow it, but it should be a thing. Right on. And how about, how about since we're about to wrap this up, how about I uh, put, uh, put you on the spot? How about Ooh. I put you on the spot for some stuff? Let's do it. Like, uh, what, Devin? Do you want to ask your question? That your famous question? What's my famous question? I don't I usually ask people this every time we talk to someone. Oh, seen any good movies lately? <laughs> um, I have actually. Uh, the other night, the gentleman. The gentleman. I'm not familiar with that. It's I good. Don't... Um, it's. Oh God, who's in there? Uh, Hugh Grant, Charlie Hunnam, Matthew McConaughey, um, Colin Farrell. It's a very, very British movie. <laughs> um, very action. Um, a good bit of comedy in there. If you don't appreciate British comedy or British uses of certain words, expletive words, then you probably oh, yeah. won't like it. I, I'm all I'm I'm all about everything you just said, so I'm going to be seeking it. that out. Uh, the newest thing I watched recently, which Andrew told me uh, about it as well, I watched the Menu. You seen that yet? No. It's on a it's on HBO Max. It's very uh, it's very weird, <laughs> very weird movie. And uh, someone told me that I would absolutely love it, and I just kind of liked it. I didn't tell you that. That was someone else. Okay. 
I told you I, I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you should wa- but you should watch it. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to plug that in so that's, you know, I can find it. Eh, don't waste your time. It's kind of... <laughs> Oh, okay. The cheeseburger looks okay, good. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like this it's I don't know like I couldn't really quite tell what they were trying to like get across. Yeah. But like it was just like all these people go into this like fancy restaurant and they were serving this like god awful looking like ritzy ass <laughs> food. That was my review on Letterboxd was I gave it like 3 stars and I said all that food looked like shit. <laughs> That's all I got from the movie. And there's like a couple like really like wild moments. There's a most dangerous game esque moment that happens, and I was like, "What are they doing here?" But Whoa. anyway, the menu, three stars. <laughs> this week, I will recommend Duel, directed by Steven Spielberg. Duel? Yeah, are you like watching all the Spielbergs again? No, um, I was I was going through my uh, I was rewatching the Star Trek movies. Yeah, and I uh, I took a break. Uh, well, I just haven't had time to go back to it, but I watched, uh, I was at my aunt's house, uh, a few days ago and we were just sitting around watching TV and Duel was on TCM. And so I threw that on, but if you, you ever seen Duel, Gordy, you know, Duel? I've actually got that Blu-ray okay. right where my finger <laughs> yeah. is. Well, if you don't know what Duel is, it's, uh, Devin. I, do. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, it's, it's the first uh, Steven Spielberg, and it was uh, written by Richard Matheson. Oh. Yeah, which you, okay. you'll know him. Yeah. Doug No. Doug No. But uh, also just a great uh, classic horror. Because he did I Am Legend, right? Right. Well, he did I Am Legend, uh, Button Button, uh, Nightmare at uh, 10,000 Feet. Uh, he's wrote some uh, Star Trek episodes, too, like uh, The Enemy Within. But uh, it's... Uh, I had a fun time watching that with my family just just um, because of just the tension that arises. I like it. It's, like it's a clean movie. horror movie that, you know, will scare the shit out of anybody because that can actually happen. Yeah, I was literally you driving know? home that like the next night. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, I was like behind a truck and I was like. I don't want to. He's going really slow, but <laughs> I don't want to pass him right now. <laughs> so, See, I drive uh, on 95 for work five days a week, so I'm always passing the 18 Oh, my wheelers. God. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just waiting for the one guy. He'd be like, done, you know? So I like having the little movie section. But I was going to ask Gordy uh, top five albums of all time for you. Ooh. Yeah. Talk about okay, it's funny because I was actually going to make a, a video and post on my YouTube about this. Um, Which I love your YouTube channel. I like watching you play drums. So thank you. That, I, a, I'm actually going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to start doing like top tens, kind of shake up the algorithm a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to start Do that some this week. Video essays um, on like lost okay. media. <laughs> Did well, you know yeah, about okay, this yeah. crazy it's, game? It's all those Watch game. Mojo videos I watched. Oh, okay. <laughs> Top ten watch Mojo videos. <laughs> oh, 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 God! Uh, you said top five albums. Yeah. Number ten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Number five. Number five. <laughs> the overachiever oh. over here. <laughs> <laughs> right, always. If you, you want to do ten, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, number five. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give my Philly boys. Goalkeeper a shout. Um, bad times won't last. 
Um, it's pure pop punk, um, very four years strongish. Um, that album is killer. Like I'm literally my next tattoo is gonna be that album. Oh wow! Uh, logo. Um, number four. Oh, number four. I'm gonna have to go. Queen, uh, News of the World, um, and not for the obvious hits of We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, um, but for songs like It's Late, um, so they're juggernauts, and they're, it's the best thing about it. Uh, number three, ooh, number three, I'm going to go Rush, hold your fire. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I love me that that synth rush. Uh, number two. <laughs> Ooh, number two. I don't remember the album title, uh, but it's Echo and the Bunny Man. Um, I'm blanking like hell on the album title. Um. Number one. Oh man, this is on the spot. Number one, I'm I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna actually gonna go um Queen the game. Okay. So I had to throw in two queens in there. I like the game too. There's what is the game have hold on, let me look up the game real quick. I don't want to sound like an idiot real quick. The I'm bad at like track lists the too. Game. Queen. Yeah, that one. Does that have... No, it doesn't. Okay. I'm glad it doesn't, because I kind of hate that song. (laughs) What's the one where... The Brian May song where he wrote, like... It's like seven minutes or something. It's about, like, a Native American or something. What's that one? Oh, uh, White Man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That song's so bizarre. I I can't... I I hate that song. I thought it was on the game for a second. I'm not a fan of it. Okay. So I, I would be funny if it was, and then it's like, yeah, that's actually why it's my number one album. Okay, White Man's my favorite song. So. No, that's I don't have too many songs that are skippers. White Man, I could probably get through maybe about two minutes of it. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've heard this, and song. that's about it. And that's because the intro is like is a good guitar tone, and then that's it. Like it's just it's out. <laughs> yeah. So. Gordy, where can uh, where can folks find you and your projects and whatnot? You can find me at Gordy Howe or on uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram. I am, I think I'm Savage Drummer 2112. TikTok, I'm NC Savage Drummer. Uh, my OnlyFans got deleted because I'm so spicy. Uh, but if you can find penalty box at oh boy, P N L T Y B X penalty box with no vowels. Um, we are on all social media platforms and we are also on all streaming platforms as well. Beautiful and uh, Gordy, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, you could join us again and hang out. Been the, and I'm really excited to see you. Of my life. Yeah. Excited to play those shows. Of course, I said this and I'll say it again. One of my favorite drummers to watch 
in person and uh I, I stay up at night and watch the YouTube videos <laughs> there so. maybe more coming oh, I, I'm excited uh, yeah I have upgraded the technology and the sound now I just have to upgrade the computer to do video work and then I will have a whole plethora of new videos coming out right on but uh thank you again Gordy and thank, uh, thank you and uh we're gonna do our bullshit. We had a beautiful time last night. Oh yes, at Fresh Brood with uh, uh, Circuit Catch and uh, Convalescent. One hundred fifty. One hundred and fifty people in Fresh Brood Coffee House, which I have never seen that at a local show in my life. Yeah, um, absolutely nuts. Uh, I mean, the past two Saturdays we've had killer turnouts for local shows, and I think that's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. So. If you were at any of, if you were at our show at Brick House, or if you were at the Fresh Brew show, uh, thank you for coming out and thanks for posting about it. And make sure you let everyone know that didn't come. Tell them that you know they should change that in the future. Yeah, and there's an opportunity where they can change that. Yes, March 11th at uh, what is it? the the next, next level, level fitness gym. gym? Yeah, yeah, at the Northgate Boulevard. It's uh, Hymns of Blasphemy making their giant return with Devin and Connor now. Yeah, uh, Circuit will be playing again, so the folks who enjoyed Circuit last night can uh, come out and support them again. We gave every, we gave almost everyone in that building a flyer for that show. Yeah. So. And uh, Merciful Release. Some good Fayette, Fayetteville boys. Yes. I can't wait to see Rambo. Rambo. Shout out to Rambo. <laughs> and uh, a newly added Narcera, another local band, metal band. I believe this is their first show as well. Yeah, with Chad on drums, <laughs> another drummer I adore. Chad's doing double duty. Yeah, and uh, old J- uh, Jason, I believe. Yep, Jason, he shreds. His uh, immaculate guitar playing, and you can witness that all on March 11th, $10, 8 o'clock. Bring a friend, and you know, let's keep the energy going yeah. throughout the whole year. and and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> and there will be other shows yeah. announced relatively soon. Yeah, we're going to be playing with Penalty Box. We are going to play with Penalty <laughs> Box. That is one of the shows, but there are a couple other ones. I mean, I think everyone... I, well, I've already got that one locked in, so I guess we can talk about it. The sooner we start talking about that, the better. Uh, May 12th at Fresh Brewed Coffee House, you can find us, Penalty Box, False Kate from Virginia, and a Brevity from Charleston. Got a whole... Got a whole four band bill oh, for that. Very good bands. And Fallscape, I, the first time I uh, saw them was I was having a horrible day in, uh, <laughs> in Virginia. And uh, they were just a wonderful band. And uh, a Brevity, of course, who uh, we played with. And yep. I played them on the band Mania. And uh, a great band as well. And uh, Penalty Box, of course, with, with our handsome Gordy. So it's good. That's going to be a really, what's that again? May that 12th? Is May 12th. Probably a Saturday. That's a Friday. Friday. Oh, interesting. Uh, give All me right. one second. I will double check. Cause uh, May 12th. Just look it up on your own time. You'll everybody. find it. You'll find it when we post yeah. it. But uh, May so. 12th. I had to put everything in a plan. I'm glad you said something because I had no idea about the date or the location. Yeah. <laughs> it was May 12th. Fresh brewed coffee. It's going to be fun. And I know about something in April that you guys don't. Well, Devin knows, but. Unless I'm talking on my ass and really have no idea. Talking, what are you talking about? Oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, spill the beans. Oh, okay. You know, uh, that's it. All right. For uh, more Windley crap, follow at Windley underscore band on all the shit. Check out uh, windleyhub.blogspot.com while you're taking a shit. 
and uh, to all a jolly good night or whatever he, that guy says. What guy? Santa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't miss Santa. All right. Until next week. For man's best friend, I'm the best in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And goodbye.